Welcome to Japan according to Akio. Everything you wanted to know or didn't think you needed to know about Japan. With me, your host Akio, living in Japan since 2004 and giving you the lowdown on what it's like to live in and around Tokyo. Hey everyone, what's going on? Welcome to episode 139 of the podcast.、Uh, YouTube people, podcast people, what's going on? Got a pretty chill show for you. You know, I'm pretty lamped out.、Um, we talked about social issues, economic issues,、um, employment. Of course, I, get, I gave a list to the best of my ability, broke down different types of employment here in Japan.、Um, I finally, Rod, I finally got to that 80 50 uh, problem article that you sent me, and also the Quora. Uh, questions. I tried to my best to accommodate it,、um, but you know, I do my best.、Um, but it was really, really, really good. I think you know, there are some nuggets you can get from there, some information I didn't know my first few years in Japan that I think will be beneficial for you, or just general information to know、um, about that. I again, I wish I knew before I came here. Before we get started, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button,、um, hit all the buttons as always. Uh, you know, leave a comment, tell me something, give me some love, give me some love.、Uh, just let me know what you think about the podcast good, bad, indifferent. And yeah, yeah, let me know.、Um, but besides that, go ahead, enjoy. Yo, what's going on, everyone? What is happening? We are back in the house for episode 139 of the podcast. Really happy to be with you guys. We got some heat, some heat in store for you guys. Hopefully, it's heat. Hopefully, it's all right. Hopefully, it's lukewarm at least a little bit. YouTube,、uh, audio people, you know, wherever you're listening, wherever you're catching this, looking forward to this.、Um, getting a little bit started a little bit late in the week. Sorry, my apologies.、Uh, well, you might not know, but for me, I was planning on recording last night, but、uh, I had some shit to do today. I was just like, yeah, fuck it. So tonight, you know, I have some shit to do tomorrow. So I was like, let me just record it now. Uh, while I'm in the groove, you know,、um, it's not going to be as rushed as last time. Joshua, thanks for、um, the feedback. Let me know it, it, it wasn't, it didn't look as crazy as it felt, you know, because in my mind, I just had like my internal clock going, like, oh shit, I got 20 more minutes. Oh shit, I got 30, you know, 15 more minutes. Fuck, I got to get the fuck out of here. So. Um, but yeah, but yeah, this episode sh- should be a lot more smooth. I got some alcohol. I said I wasn't going to drink today, but you know, I got a,、mm, a little again, bootleg <laughs> house glass of wine. You can pretty sure you can guess where it's from. It's from Costco. I went with my family today and I looked at my son. I was like, should I get some wine? He just looked at me like. <laughs> <laughs> Gave me a little thumbs up. I was like, all right, daddy's getting some wine. <laughs> so、um, we went surprised and picked him up in kindergarten.、Um, all the little Japanese kids who were in there, they were like, oh, you know, because it's a big black dude coming up in the school. Like, you know, one of, one of the older girls, like we, my wife and I walked in. She's like, your butt. <laughs> yabai means like,、uh, how do I describe yabai? It's kind of slang. Or, like, something surprising, or,、um, you know, also good. You know, it's kind of like saying bad. Just like, you know, how, you know, bad used to be, well, I guess it still is slang for cool,、um, for good. Kind of, yeah, by became something like that about like、uh, five to ten years ago. It became slang here in Japan. So,、um, Yeah, so that was like the first thing a little girl just looked at me like, yeah, boy. <laughs> Which is kind of funny. I just kind of, I had a mask on, so I was just like, I could just like laugh at her. And she couldn't tell. And I went to like my, my son's like playroom where he was, and all the kids were there like, oh, just looking at me like, oh my gosh. Like, you know, he has some、uh, foreign teachers at his kindergarten too. So, you know, I'm just like, hey, I'm here. You know, I was in my casual clothes. Like, but the first time I was like, oh, Bill Cosby'd out with fucking. You know,、um, cardigan and shit. And, you know, this time I'm like, got on some sweatpants and fucking camouflage and shit like that. And it was like, yo, I'm chilling. So, so it was good.、I'm、like, my son's already in here. Y'all impressioning me doesn't mean shit. You know, <laughs> I ain't got a front for y'all anymore. <laughs> so, but no, it was good. It was good.、Um, you might see me stretch a little bit if you're watching on YouTube. My shoulder's kind of acting up a, a, a little bit more. I got, I'm, I'm hoping I can. 
move up my um, next chiropractor's visit. Hope they call me. I'm like, please get me in there. So I got like a heating pad on it still, like, but it's starting to like tighten up a little bit. So if you see me um, stretching out, you know, making it happen a little bit, you know, <laughs> that's what it is. But or I can just drink and then, you know, that'll make me forget. But uh, mm. So besides that, that's that's about it for for the bullshit update. Um, let's get into things. We got, I got a lot of stuff um, to clear the air. First off, Joshua, uh, the videos, the Japanese uh, other YouTube videos you sent me, I haven't had a chance to sort through those yet. Uh, probably on the next pod before the next podcast, I'm gonna um, look through them and, and, and you know hunt for a little topics. I wanna I wanna kind of backtrack because I'm kind of a bit. Pre- semi-prepared for um rod the quora big list you sent me i read it the other day hopefully i remember what the fuck i want to say but i pulled it up on, on, on the pc so uh we're gonna just go through a few core things we're gonna go through work related things and uh i'm gonna get the fuck out of here all right um but, but the, before that the first thing is uh rod you sent the 80 50 problem in japan a really interesting article um of course it's going to be in the description it is uh yeah it's a bloomberg article and if you don't know about bloomberg it's a paid service so if you um, i would imagine a lot of you guys don't check bloomberg as much as i do um i mean i'm not saying that in a condescending way but uh, the articles there have a limit on the amount of times you can read the article per read their articles per month per device or per whatever. So, um, this this is a warning. Like you know, if you read the article, you know, click the link and decide to sit down and read the whole thing if you're interested in it. Uh, don't just like you know read a little bit. Then I'm I'll come back to it, read a little bit more, and I'll come back to it because you might come back to it and you might be ass out, right? So. You know, if you're ready, if you just uh, look at the, listen to me talk about the shit, if you're interested in it, when you have time to sit down and read the whole fucking thing, just read the whole fucking thing. That's my advice, you know, um, what's that? Disclaimer. Thank you. That's the word. That's my disclaimer on the shit. So um, I'm going to go to that first. So the 80-50 problem, which I didn't know about until Rod actually sent me this. Um, is I've talked about Hikikomori a bit. There is a Hikikomori documentary that pops up on my timeline every now and then, but this shit's just kind of depressing. So I just kind of like, eh, I don't really watch it. <laughs> I don't really talk about it so much. But but the issue of Hikikomori is something that's going to become a bigger, bigger issue here in Japan. But this issue, the eighty fifty um, issue, is quite interesting because I. It's something I knew would be coming down the pipeline, but I didn't really know it was as big of an issue as it is, which is um, basically, if you don't know what hikikomori are, I'll break it down for you. Hikikomori is pretty much shut-ins, you know, and people who, um, you know, don't have a job, don't have any income, don't leave the house, and they just stay home all day, mainly internet manga you know anime things like that and they're basically just insulated literally in their room for years um the thing is though like you know they're not homeless they're many times supported by their parents so they get you know they get their food they get you know their money whatever from their parents and they just don't have a job and there are some stories of uh, hikikomori in this article now the interesting the 80 50 which i had to google as well um because i don't i don't think it wasn't really stated directly in the article but uh, or maybe i just missed that part or section because i read pretty much the whole thing uh but i did skip one or two paragraphs but the 80 comes from you know hikikomori have uh aged up so the 80 is if their parents are 80 in the in the hikikomori are 50 so you know in the past like my image as well if hikikomori is in their 20s and 30s but you know those people who became hikikomori in like let's say the 90s they've aged up now and you know they're like 50 years old and their parents are elderly and maybe about to pass on soon or you know not able to really take care of them or retired or whatever and it's becoming an issue here in Japan, you know, because they're like, shit, well, what the fuck am I going to do? Like, you know, my parents can't take care of me forever. And, you know, the economy, especially now with, with COVID, like it is what it is. So it's becoming like a, a pretty, it's, it's going to be, I really anticipate it's going to be a serious issue that plagues this country. 
I don't really know how Japan is going to deal with it. I don't really know if Japan can deal with it, you know, just because Japan has a lot on its plate um, coming up in the next like 25 years or so. So, um, yeah, I, I, you know, it's just going to be some, these are going to be some of the people left in the wind. The, the author of the article draw drew parallels between, you know, this random attack that happened, a knife attack that happened uh, last year or two years ago, I believe, like in near area I used to actually teach um, at. But um, I one of my former students, I had to message him, make sure everything was OK. Everything was cool, of course. But but um, yeah, it was. Um, so I don't really know how directly I can draw parallels between hikikomori and random attacks. I can kind of see it happening. You know, because sometimes Japanese people, frustration kind of bubbles up in strange ways in Japan. So um, you never know. There could be some crazy ass, you know, fucking people doing weird shit more and more here in the future. Mm. But again, that's for me personally that, you know, compared with crime that happens in the in the States, like I'm fine with that. Uh, you know, I'll just raise my son to be street smart. Like uh, I'm, I'm, I'm itching to get him on his street smarts training. <laughs> you know, when he hits like elementary school, starts going out on his own. Uh, my wife was like, "Well, you know, what are we gonna do? He's, he's gonna start going to the bathroom by himself soon. We gotta talk." I'm like, "Chill, chill, chill, chill. Let me handle it." Like you know, um, he's still going to the bathroom with me when he starts going through this shit. I'll address it. Don't worry. I already know what the fuck I'm going to do. You know what I mean? I'm not going to like take him to the forest and like, you know, tie him to a tree and tell him to find his way home or nothing like that. But, but you know, I am going to like, you know, make sure like he's aware of who's around him. He's aware of what's going on. You know, anything random. I even, I do it now too. Like I just try and throw random shit at him. I mean, not like literally like, you know, throwing apples at his face or anything like that. But, but like, you know, um, I try to break the expected pattern of things for him just so that he's on his toes, you know, in, in, in a light way, I think, um, you know, I'm, again, I'm trying to find that medium, uh, medium between, you know, um, the environment I grew up in in America and the skills I had, the survival skills I had to acquire and also his life in Japan and give him a little bit more than he needs for here, but also less than, um, was put on me as a child, you know, um, for better or for worse. I don't, I don't really know. We'll see how it plays out, but you know, you're a parent. All you can do is the best that you, the best that you think it is for your child. So, um, but yeah, the eighty fifty problem is 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 gonna be something that, that I, I can like after reading the article and really thinking about it a bit, I can see it really you know, something that that's, that's going to become a bigger issue in Japan, um, along with along with several others, several others. But again, I'm, I tell you all the time, I'm very bullish on this country. I, you know, I don't I'm not naive enough to believe that there's going to be a happy ending where, you know, everything's put like the Japanese way where, you know, everything's put on a bow. Everyone's in the same ship and everyone, you know, gets along together. There's going to be definitely winners and losers in this country moving forward. Definitely. Like there are everyone can't be saved. Everyone can't be helped no matter how much they try to, um, you know, uh, what's the word? you know, put on a front that it, that it can happen, not put on a front, but give the appearance that it can happen. It just can't. It's just like, you know, the, from, pol, pol, from politically, economically, fiscally, you know, uh, so just socially, it just can't happen. Right. There's going to be a breaking point in probably all of those factors, you know, at some point. So, like I said, I'm totally cool with that. Me talking with Japanese people, our perspectives are totally different. I'm fine with that. Life is a gamble. And like I tell Japanese people in America, life is inherently a gamble. You know, your, your, your job is to play your cards the best way you can. And which is what I'm doing. And I'm just ho hopefully on the right side. That's all I care about. I just want to be on the right side of it. Whatever the fuck else happens. Hey, as long as it's not my family, it, like here, as long as it's not my family, as long as it's not anyone in my direct, you know, sphere of influence. Hey, you know, good luck to you. That's all I can say. So it might sound cold, it might sound fucked up, but that's just the way it is. You know, I got to get mine. So you go and get yours. I got one of my favorite Tupac songs ever. Well, it's actually an MC Breed song, but um, featuring Tupac is Gotta Get Mine. So, 
Mm. All right. Um. So so yeah, that's that's that. Definitely check out the article. It's in the description. Um. It, it is a bit gloomy, quite a bit heavy, but uh, that's why I kind of avoid the hikikomori topic in general, just because it's it's a bit heavy for my taste. But uh, Rod, thanks again for recommending it. It is definitely worth a read if you want to know uh another aspect of the story it, I, which I, that's why i read the whole normally I, I don't really read those type of articles but it was a side of the story i had never really thought of so um it was some more data for me to input into my mental computer so thanks again rod for that okay um which one of these am i gonna handle tackle next um i'm gonna go with types of jobs let's go with types of jobs right so Joshua, Joshua, again, um, this is something that I'm more than likely going to go over this for the most part from memory. Um, I hopefully I don't fuck anything up, <laughs> but I think I should, I should be all right. Um, I've, it took, it, it had, it did take me quite a while to, understand the Japanese employment system because it is quite confusing, especially compared to America. Um, the rules are totally different. Like the standards are totally different. Like, you know, the expectations are totally different and your, my role in it was quite cloudy, uh, until I think I'd say for the first, maybe five years I was in Japan, uh, you know, and just, especially during the, the job hunting process, you know, I kind of got a better idea of what is what and what to expect for what. So let me just try and like, you know, give you guys the condensed um, version of what I have learned. And or again, my own opinion, if I fuck anything up, my bad, you know, but pretty much the main thing you need to go um, know about Japan is there are two main categories of jobs here in Japan, right? Regular employees and non-regular employees. This is the big kahuna, okay? <laughs> this is like the top of the top of the top of thing you need to know. Regular employees are seishain, as they're called in Japan, um, are the majority of Japanese people working, is what you see, right? Let me just say the majority. Like I'd say the not, I don't know specifics, but let me not, let me not say, but probably majority. But let's just say the mainstream of Japanese people, your image of the typical Japanese salaryman or businessman or person working for a company, you know, the Japanese work spirit, they are seishine. They are regular workers. What that means is, um, Excuse me. Excuse me. Sorry about that. They are tied into the traditional work contract or labor system that in the post-war Japan, uh, which means lifetime and historically lifetime and the, the promise of the promise, quote unquote, promise of lifetime employment. So basically, if you are say shine, that's like the whole, and I think this article even says it's like the holy grail of employment. What it means is you are very difficult and possibly even almost impossible to fire barring you do some dumb shit pretty much um so companies that that have huge labor forces it's really really tough for them to lay off employees because they have a lot of say shine now it's a two double-edged sword right one it means security for the employees so that they can completely devote themselves to their work and on the other hand, you know, companies offer like an environment where they take where they have a, a army of dedicated workers, you know, but they also have the obligation to take care of those workers. Now, that works. And I'll give you a little bit of my opinion that works and has worked up, up to recently in a system where the Japanese economy is very insulated and self-sustaining. Right. Like if you don't really need if all the money you need is is pretty much generated domestically you know and you don't really have to lack as a company you can offer like a stable workforce a stable work environment but 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 after the bubble burst after the economic bubble burst in the 80s in japan that really hasn't you know japanese companies have really been on the decline and they've had to cut corners and, you know, cut by by cutting quarters, what I mean is, um, you know, the amount of pay, the the like, OK, some of the shit that, that I've heard in my impression of what 
satiating kind of for a larger company might mean, you know, of course, access to health, of course, health insurance, um, bonuses, uh, bonuses are biannual bonuses are a standard kind of thing in Japan. So pretty much I want to say up to maybe 30% of an employee's salary is given in the form of bonuses, right? So um, summer bonus and winter bonus at twice a year. Uh, I think summer may be like, I want to say June and December is the other one you know, a certain percentage of their salary, um, the the standard I think is like 30 something percent is given in the form of a bonus, right? So of course, in the Western thinking, you think bonus is your salary plus extra, you know, like a stockbroker or whatever the fuck. But but here is actually kind of included in your salary. It's thought of as part of your salary, you know, but in recent years that, you know, so I mean, you can get like, you know, twice a year, uh, in U.S. dollars, five, ten, fifteen thousand dollars, depending on your job, uh, check. You know, just like okay, boom, here you go. Thanks for being a good employee. And even though it technically is part of your salary, you know that is kind of a psychological motivator, which I've heard. You know, to to kind of keep employees working hard, basically. Now, in exchange for that, of course. Um, you're working your ass off, basically, you know, again, working, maybe, generally speaking, you know, 10 to 12 hour days is kind of standard here in Japan. It's not uncommon for people to work until midnight, last train, depending on their company, depending on their industry, but that is not completely out of the ordinary. Some of that overtime, if you are, say, shine, again, the rules, company, company, things like that could possibly be unpaid or be limited very much. Like it's called service zangyo or, you know, service meaning like free service. So service overtime pretty much. It's not like you're getting an hour and, uh, to paid an hour and a half as soon as like five o'clock hits like it is in the West. Um, you know, because you are say shine, you're guaranteed that salary. You're also kind of locked in and really limited to what you can, what you can do and what you can get. But again, you have that security. And it also means that getting a mortgage, get, renting a, an apartment, things like that, generally like land lords or, or, or um, um, banks and things like that, general Japanese bank would hesitate to lend or give a mortgage to someone who's not, say, shine because you're not really guaranteed to, um, a job pretty much. You can be fired at any time. But if you are, say, shine, they have the image like, OK, this person has a stable job. We understand what their income level is. They can, you know, calculate out 25 years and know that this person is going to have this at least have this same job for 25 years that's kind of the way things work here so generally speaking like you have to jump through a hell of a lot more hoops to get a mortgage here to buy a house um if you're not say Cheyenne than if you are right even me like all of the apartments that my wife and I have rented have been in her name, not in my name, because none of my jobs have been, I've been, I've never been say shine. If you're coming here as um, an English teacher, you're not going to be say shine. You, this is not going to, I'll just tell you, you are not going to have, and if you do get a job where you are say shine, you have hit the fucking jackpot. If you are a regular employee, I wouldn't even ask for it. Like, you know, to be honest with you, because it's just something not expected in my industry at all. Um, Maybe foreign companies, for example, might do it, but, but I, I just can't see that happening really. Like I, I rarely hear about that happening. Like once in a in a blue moon, the comp again, the company's locked in. They have to really trust you that you're gonna be there. To so let me just make sure I'm recording. All right, okay, okay. They really have to trust you, um, to to lock you into to that job, right? And and which means you have to also fit into the Japanese work environment as well. So again, that's that's one complete side of the employment picture here in Japan, right? Like it's only one category, but it's huge. Trust me. Pretty much just like you are or you ain't. <laughs> and you are a regular employee or you ain't a regular employee. And if you ain't a regular employee, then what does that mean, right? And for um let me let me let me see if I can just, yep. Yeah. So contract employees, temporary employees, and part-time employees. Well, I think of the other three. Pretty much a contract employee is what it sounds like. Um, 
a contract employee, you work on a contract. More than likely annual contract, more than likely six-month contract. So your annual or six-month contract might be it. Um, pretty much, you, you know, you're locked into conditions and standards and set salary, maybe some overtime, uh, maybe some benefits, but, you know, you have to renew your contract annually. Now, in your mind, you might think like, well, hey, I've got a job. Hey, I got a contract. What the fuck is the difference between say Cheyenne regular employee and me being a contract employee? What the fuck? I got a job. Nah, but you can get cut at any time, right? Uh, it's a, again, it's a lot tougher for a company to cut regular employees than non-regular employees. A hell of a lot tougher. And they have a hell of a lot more obligations to their regular employees than they have to their non-regular employees. So like... Um, it's, it's kind of like a big controversy here in Japan now, especially with the COVID situation, because the rights of non-regular employees are so fucked up. Um, I was watching the news the other day. I think there there is some Japanese Supreme Court ruling about some shit. I couldn't really understand it. Um, I turned it on for a second and, you know, I, it was legal Japanese like that is kind of tough for me. So, um, but, yeah, it was some workers rights thing for non-regular employees. I, I caught that much, but the rest of it was a little bit too technical for me. But, um, yeah, so, like, coming to Japan as a teacher, excuse me, sorry again, um, or something like that, you're probably going to get a contract job. That's the best, I would say, to hope for. Even if you work for a company long term as an English teacher, you're just going to keep getting contracts. That's all it is, right? And that's just the life you're going to have to live, which is which is why... Um, I mean, again, why life gets a bit more complicated here the longer you are here, because if you meet someone, you get married and you were a contract employee. That's going to make your spouse kind of nervous, you know, in eventually, I would say, you know, um, in most situations, just because getting married and settling down, the general thought is to be a regular employee or say shine so that there's some kind of guarantee as far as insurance, as far as benefits, as far as regular salary. But, you know, settling, like, because again, if, if you have kids, more than maybe uh, until recently, maybe your wife might have to quit her job or go off her career track or things like that. And that's a big ask for her, you know, without any guarantees of what the fuck is going to happen. So that's where some of those conflicts kind of come in, right? And I, like me being married now, I completely understand it now. But in my 20s or when I was single, it was really kind of tough for me to understand. Like, what the fuck is the difference? I got a job. I got some money. What the fuck? But, you know, 20 years from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, if you got kids, when your kids need to go to college, when they need to go to private school, if there's that unknown, Japanese people don't like unknowns, you know, and, and, and that's a big one. Now, um, so contract, you got contract, then you have temporary workers, Temporary workers are, you know, pretty much they're not empl employed by the company that they work at. They're just temps. You know, what I mean. you know what it is. Um, and so that again, um, I've never I don't haven't really done anything with that. But this, you're just a temp. So you really don't have any any benefits at all. And then you have um, albite, which or are part time workers, which is are not full time workers. Right. I think those are the main things to really understand. Generally speaking, more than likely, if you come to Japan to work, you're probably going to be a contract worker is the main thing to understand. Um, if you want to be in Japan for a long time, trying to become a regular Seishine worker is going to be a really, really tough ask. But if you can find it and it's a good salary for you, it might be a good situation for you, you know, but just make sure, again... Um, more than likely good jobs, you know, you're locked in. So some companies balance the security of being say shy with a lower salary now, you know, and, and I don't know, like for me, like, you know, before I just was my thing. So I just want to be say shy and just want to be say shy. But like now it's just like, yeah, fuck all that. Uh, you know, <laughs> I'm not discouraging you from going for it, but you know, um, being say shine with a low salary isn't really fun at all, you know, and well, I don't know, whatever, 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 whatever. Um, just familiarize yourself with these terms is what is what I'm saying. Right. And then there's the third category, um, uh, which is not really talked about here, which is Gyomuitaku, uh, which is, uh, self-employed or sole proprietorship. 
pretty much, you know, you're just freelancer, you know, is what it is. So um, you're not tied to the company at all. Um, all the, your expenses are tax deductible. Um, you're free to work around and move around with however you want, wherever you want to do. Um, that's kind of the road I've taken. Again, just doing that to do it um, is not advisable at all. I would say it's not advisable for the long term at all, I would say. Um, but again, uh, I'm doing it for, for my, in my case, doing it for a reason, you know, to build a business and things like that. I basically, um, cut all of my responsibilities and ties besides what I need to do to generate income and put all my energy on building a business. Like that's what I've been doing for the past way too long, <laughs> but in inching my way towards, you know, where I want to go. Um, but you know, if you want stability in Japan, more than likely coming here, contract is what you're going to, what you, the majority of people get, you know, and so from there, from that base, you got to work your way. Um, coming into Japan, yeah, temporary, yeah, you know, is, wait, hold on one second. Okay, sorry about that. Yeah, um, coming into Japan, like, in, I'm kind of hesitating to give too much information or uh, advice on this topic because I also don't want to pigeonhole people, you know. But, but I'll, so I'll just leave this topic there, you know. Um, regular, non-regular, self-employed, pretty much, are the three main paths to go. Starting your own company is a whole different topic. Um, Though, you know, you have a sole proprietorship and you have a uh, Kabushiki Gaisha, which I might have talked about before. Uh, you know, I have a Kabushiki Gaisha, which is a hell of a lot of work. Trust me. And you definitely you need some Japanese with it. A sole proprietorship is just like one page to start up. Um, you know, it, you don't, it doesn't get you as much respect in these streets, um, but it does have its benefits. Uh, I would say... If you do want to start a business or do something like that, and you are Gyomu Itaku, again, listen when you start your job, what type of contract you have, okay, is very important, and read up on it and study it. Um, if you are Gyomu Itaku, for example, you can do whatever the fuck you want beyond your job. So just go in, you know, if you are Gyomu Itaku starting and you, and you do have a business or something you want to do, just go ahead to it. I would say you, you don't really need to... Um, start any other external entity off the break because uh all of the income you would generate from your other business can be included in your gyomi taco business like taxes as far as taxes go like say shine jobs for example um joshua just going back to i just remembered what we what we talked about online i know my like for example my old company um nova my work for nova they did all of our taxes like everything right if you were i think a full-time employee they did everything and you really like i forgot how it worked it was a long time ago but pretty much like you know they all i did once a year they said okay here's your tax form just sign it and they took care of everything they filed everything you didn't have to do shit you didn't get a return but they you know you didn't really have to do anything they deducted i think you know all they deducted my um, city taxes from my paycheck. They did everything. Other jobs after that, it was a completely different story. I got my pay stub, like kind of like my W two, and I had to go to the tax office and file. It was just fucking crazy, you know. I had to file everything on my own. Now I'm I'm used to it. I'm comfortable with it because um, I've been doing it for fucking damn it, sixteen years. But um, it is a lot more work on your part, you know, if you are like, may, for example, maybe a contract or a um, temporary or Gyomuitaku, an independent contractor. So just be aware of that. Read up on it. But again, if you are Gyomuitaku, independent contractor, save your receipts, save anything work related, study up on the shit. And, it, you know, the tax returns are kind of nice, <laughs> you know, if you if you play your cards right. So, okay. Um, that's about that for that, right? All right, uh, let me get to this last topic, and then we'll get up out of here. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Hot. Shit, I got this. Zinfandel, and I got some heat tech on under this, so. Mm. 
it's supposed to be like really cold tomorrow chilly tomorrow so um, but between the wine and these layers like i'm feeling kind of toasty <laughs> but all right anyway 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 uh so rod a while ago you sent me um more quora feedback about japanese women um i read through it before this is going to be a little bit choppy sorry you guys it's a lot of information um i don't really have a link to it uh but um don't worry about it rod uh you know it, it's just a lot of different things but there were a few it was kind of tough for me to um, follow some of the comments because sometimes it read like it was a man sometimes it read like it was a woman it was a few quite a few different things so um but i'll just take some of the points you know as always and just like give my two cents so one of the people they talked about um the mortgage the marriage system in itself and the person seemed quite a bit a little bit bitter about it like they even said like you know about um a married life that either your spouse fully depend wants to fully depend on you financially like a cash machine or they want their man to do better than them now this for me again being married and listening to my wife talk and some of the challenges we had to overcome i kind of don't I used to think like this, but I kind of started to take the women's side a bit more in this situation because getting married to someone is a huge commitment in Japan because of the gender inequality issues in Japanese society. Like a woman, you know, being a career woman, even being a single mother right now is, is, is a really big issue here in Japan. And for a woman to get married to someone, and of course, getting married means wanting to have a kid, you know, and there's also a social stigma of being an unmarried mother for one. There's a lot of financial disadvantages to it for two. And, you know, just for three, um, there's a lot of societal pressures to be like a housewife still here in Japan, right? And to be taken care of and put all your energy into raising kids is still a big issue. So, you know, of course, women kind of have the the desire for stability. That's just like a natural thing, I think, in all women all across the board. But it becomes much more of a necessity here because it's so much more of a challenge for a woman. Even even though even if a woman is married to a guy, you know, she's still probably gonna have to work in most situations, you know, which might sound crazy now, but 30, 20, 30 years ago, that wasn't the case. That wasn't necessarily the case. So, you know, more and more women are working here. In my opinion, it's not that they want to work. It's that the economic power of the salary man of the regular employees is decreasing more and more and more due to a lot of macroeconomic issue factors, which I'm not going to get into right now. And I'm not saying like women should stay at home or anything like that. I'm saying that woman wants to work. She should have the option to it. But what I'm saying is in a society that is, for lack of a better word, built on such gender inequality, it fucking sucks that women are put in the situation where they have to make what feels like life or death decisions on getting married, right? And which is one of the reasons why a lot of women aren't getting married. If you go back to deciphering Japan, you know, it's like, eh, I don't want to get married. For one lack of suitable partners, it's not like so much suitable partners. It's more like, you know, why should I have to give up everything I worked for to be with this guy that's when nothing's guaranteed and be subservient to this guy? Like, that's kind of the choice that women feel like they have to make in a lot of different situations you know so of course yes yeah, she wants to know like if i'm going you know give basically hand my life put my life in your hands do you have the fucking money can you do it which is also why you know marrying a guy who's a non-regular employee feels like a big gamble for a lot of women in the, I'm not going to lie, I got married quite young, you know, in your 20s, in your early to mid 20s, you're just in love and things like that. But after you get married, like those realities start to hit home, you know, which one thing I had to realize, too, for the woman, like, you know, um, I tell some of my other employees, like being the, the foreign boyfriend is a lot different than being the foreign husband. And that changes like overnight. The expectations change overnight, you know, so. And a lot of times I feel like Japanese women don't really have the Japan's a very, you know, very much right here, right now kind of society foresight or things outside. You heard me say this, things outside of your everyday life don't really register as much to Japanese people. So, 
you know, you can be the same person, same job, same whatever, before you get married as a boyfriend, as a fiance. The second you're the husband, it's like, oh shit, I got expectations. Wait, hold up, we need to do this. How are we going to do this? How are we going to do that? Pops up a lot of times. I've heard, seen it myself, other people. It just happens naturally. You know, it's like it clicks in, like, oh fuck, what are we going to do? Like, you know, kind of thing. Um, so. Yeah, and so more calculating women, I don't use that in a negative way. I say more women who, you know, want more guarantees about their life, aren't willing to, you know, more traditional, more, not traditional, not only traditional, but more conservative, traditional, mainstream, i.e. boring women, <laughs> boring women. Um, those are things, questions they want answered before they get married. And thus what they look in a, for in a potential partner. So I don't really see that as a negative for me. You know, it's just, it's not like you're a fucking gold digging bleepity bleep. You know, it's like, okay, I understand this is what you're looking for. You know, I put a Japanese gold digger in a little bit different category than I would a woman who's looking for a guy to provide for them financially and, and wants to make sure that they do that. It's a little bit different than, than than how I would consider it in the West. So I a little bit disagree with that person on that point, right? Um, it was, yeah, yeah, one guy, he was talking about uh, many yeah old-fashioned men, you know, have unrealistic... And one guy was bashing the women... And he was talking about some of the women that he hangs out with or something. Yeah, the guy, it, Rod, you know what I'm talking about. The guy, it seemed, I'm guessing this guy who was, who was in with all the kimono women, he kind of strikes, like, he kind of strikes me as the guy hanging out with these older singer women. And, you know, they gas him up. Like, I'm, I've been in this situation, too, where, you know, like the picture, I won't really share it with you all, but you, Rod, you know what I'm talking about. Looking at the picture, I can kind of see these are all probably single, older women. You know, they're all smart. They're all intelligent. They all tell him, you're so great. Why well, can't complain about Japan, complain about Japanese guys, like tell him he's the greatest or whatever. I'm not sure if this guy's dating anyone. You know, maybe he has a girlfriend, maybe he has a wife. I don't know. But, you know, generally speaking, like you'll get in these conversations with a group of single older women or even married women who complain about Japanese guys and tell you how great you are, you know, and how they would love for you to marry them or marry their daughter or whatever the fuck. Don't let that shit gas you up, man. Like that generally is. Again. Uh, in Japan, those kind of conversations are not practical conversations. In the West, if someone says some shit like that, you kind of think they really mean it. In Japan, not so much. Like, people kind of playfully say things that have a lot more, that the, their words have a lot more weight than their, than what they're really feeling. You know, they might say some shit where it's just like, whoa, damn, really? But in actuality, they're not really thinking about that deeply. And I think, like... This guy hearing these women, you know, meeting all these women who are, you know, really talented, really probably I can imagine really, really smart, you know, um, you know, maybe bilingual, well traveled, things like that, you know, cultured. But generally speaking, like the average guy might be intimidated by that, you know, because the bar is so high here. Um, there's there's um, a Netflix special uh, uh which is kind of let me see if i can find it uh one second i watched it the other day uh yeah it's called tokyo idols on netflix um let me just uh sorry you might get some little audio um let me just put it in the profile for you but um it it raises a few points sometimes it's a little bit creepy i'm not gonna lie but it does raise uh, one second a few issues that explain some of the some of the issues with dating here in japan uh, i want if you have netflix like in in you more than likely you'll probably have it in your country because it seems like in the west especially there's a lot more movies available than in japan but um 
besides the overt kind of creepy nature of some of the idol culture, really listen to how people break down, you know, um, idol fans and things like that. Like get past the optics of it, I would say for me too, as well. Like just knowing people who are really into idol, even junior idols and stuff like that. Um, if you do watch this movie, um, it all kind of connects with dating here in Japan. Um, it's not, for me, from my watching it, like, especially the junior idols, like, you know, you got 40, 50 year old guys, you know, all googly eyed over like 10 year old girls in some cases. It's not as pedophilic as it might seem in the with the Western eyes is what I would say. I'm not making excuses for it. It's not my cup of tea. Like, it's kind of weird to me, too. But I would say what the guys are saying take that for its word you know and like they are literally saying like they give me hope and inspiration and give me joy that's what the fuck they're feeling like they're not really like for the most part you know ogling these girls like you know like they're really like ogling ogling uh, ogling i think but you know they are really like you know getting some whatever joy out of it and and i was talking to my wife about it and just in general i think like the whole idol culture the idol business is is fucking smart it's just like the hostess business you know it's just it really is um is is selling attention and selling interaction and selling an illusion selling a dream for money you know and and i think you can see in if you watch that movie the idols are really good at it and i've seen hostesses that are really good at it too and it's kind of the same thing you know um in, in a different form really it's a different hustle but um but but that kind of can give you if you really listen give you an idea of 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 some of the challenges i think of dating here in japan that a lot of that a lot of these men experience but also match in but also paired with the gender inequality that goes on here, you know, it's a really heavy hurdle for, for Japan. Um, but yeah, um, the last, I think Japanese dude, I really didn't read that. It was just a lot of like, blah, 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 blah. So (laughs) I'm not gonna lie. Sorry. Um, I I mean, women, yeah, we generally women do have like a, a, a tough hand at it. Um, but I don't know the answer, you know, um, I don't think anyone knows the answer really, you know, um, and these, again, one of the things that Japan's going to, you know, that the chickens, the chickens are going to come home to rest, roost. I forgot. Well, I'm saying all these fucked up sayings. I don't even remember, but you know, um, it's, it's gonna come back on this country in some form or another. And, you know, I'm, 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 I'm like a matrix kind of guy. I believe in the equilibrium, the balance of, of the system or star Wars, I guess the force balances itself out. So, um, I don't think it's the end of Japanese society or anything like that. I do think like, you know, things will become overextended and then they'll snap back, you know, um, my son's generation, I don't know what's going to happen. I just got to teach him these player, player skills. Teach him how to get this bread. You know, chase that paper. Don't chase these women. <laughs> I'm playing, but I'm serious. You know, um, but, but yeah, um, those kind of things, you know, like I said, I'm just, I, I know like this country is entering this phase of transition into what is going to be as it loses its status in the world on the world stage you know and the, the pond is gonna shrink quite a bit you know so um we just gotta get our spot that's all that's all um and and you know for everyone i think in japan like coming into just wrapping these things up dating thing and the you know sorry i didn't go too deep into it rod um if if there's any other points you want me to pull from it just just message me of course email me of course um but but yeah just i mean just in general i think just to wrap up this whole episode and this whole topic uh i think you know gender inequality um heads and and the the lowering of the status of the man in japan plus you know hikikomori a lot of social issues things like that are causing some interesting things to really happen in the society you know and and the veneer the clear veneer of japanese culture is going to get kind of 
stripped away a bit in these coming years and decades and, and it's gonna be interesting to watch i'm not gonna lie i mean again this is i got my popcorn ready this is one of the things like it's not my issue you know like i'm here still trying to find my place so it's not really for me to interject myself into these type of situations really i just got like damn like it's like you know just watching <laughs> sorry it's like like watching like a big spill in like a store you know and your customer like oh shit there's a bunch of fucking ketchup on the floor over there somebody gotta clean that up <laughs> that's how i'm like i'm just walking through the store like yo somebody gotta clean that up like i'm not gonna get on the floor and like wipe down the fucking like you know linoleum or anything like that i'm trying to find what i need you know for myself and my family and that's where a lot of my energy goes but but I, again i think it's a land of opportunity i think you know there's a there's a lot of people here, interesting people, intelligent people here, uh, women, admirable women. I think um, the good thing, you know, if you are like a foreign person coming here with a good heart, with a good mind, you know, there's a place for you and there's someone for you where whoever you are, wherever you are. I do believe that, you know, but you got to jump through some hoops you do and you gotta find your place and there's no easy path anymore here i think there's no easy path anywhere you know we're going the whole world is going through a transition phase so um you gotta get it you know you gotta get it how you can get it so um you know fucking get it that's all i can say that's all i can say um that's what I'm, that's what my effort is going into but of course be happy like i'm not there's no doom and gloom here um you know i'm very much happy happiest i've fucking been in my life i went to costco today. i had a great ass time with my family so you know i encourage you to do the same I encourage you to do the same so all right I'm, we're gonna wrap this episode up right there thank you guys uh for rocking with me once again 52 51 52 minutes boom 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 all right uh so yeah all right that's it for now uh joshua next time i'm gonna look through your shit <laughs> i'm gonna come up with some more shit i, I want to do another review of something so i'll hopefully i'll, I'll find a, a some type of review a review playlist to get popping i, I like deciphering japan so i want to i want to look for some more shit to review so i'll come up with something i'll think of something so all right y'all holla at you next time oh and, and message me at questions for at gmail.com hit me up i'm always there all right y'all peace <laughs>